Hi there, I'm Robert Hurst, and I welcome you to this podcast of Safe Zone. Let's roll. Safe Zone is a place where we share ideas and practical tips to help create a safe and secure environment in the place where you worship. Safe Zone isn't just about you, it's about everyone that you love and care for where you worship. Let's move into this episode number 11 of Safe Zone. Well, hello there, and how are you doing this week? Got a question for you. Have you gone stir crazy yet? I mean, this is crazy times, and I pray that God is showing His grace for you in providing your needs, whatever they are, because I know many people are struggling during these times. As you're listening to this, the pandemic that was named COVID-19 is still ebbing and flowing across our nation, as we are all aware. As we said in our last podcast, this is truly one of the most unusual times in recent history, and some of you are in churches and places of worship that are still meeting totally online, while a few and growing number have begun a very controlled and limited re-entry into public church services. Let me encourage you to be careful, be diligent, be a good steward of your flock. Flaunting disregard for the directions given by authorities not only weakens the impact of the church within the community, potentially, and that's because of the perceived disrespect to public officials, but it can also potentially needlessly expose people to the COVID-19 disease. Now, before you email me with letters of frustrations and it's my way or the highway, allow me to make a few final points on this before we move on. First thing is, in reality, no one has all the answers to this disease. That's why it's called novel. It's a new strain, a new variation of the flu that our human immune system has never dealt with. It has no antibodies naturally at this point. And we're only going to know the final answers to all of our questions once the pandemic is over, when the research is complete, and when the factual, actual statistics are tallied. Secondly, the one thing we know with certainty is that the COVID-19 is probably the most contagious disease we've encountered in over 100 years. That has not been questioned by anyone at this point. Now, thirdly, if you get a mild case of it, then this is no big deal. And trust me, I've heard from all of you, and I agree with you. If you're not the one that's in the hospital on a respirator wondering if you're going to live another day, it isn't a big deal. But if you're the one that gets a bad case where your body is overwhelmed with this response, it's bad. It's really bad. I now have a number of personal acquaintances and friends who can attest to the impact that it had on their bodies. Now, finally, we are called to be compassionate and caring, not confrontive and brazen. And so something as simple as wearing a mask should not become a point of debate for any follower of Christ. If you happen to be the asymptomatic carrier, that means the one that has the disease, but you have no symptoms, it's no big deal to your body, that's no big deal to you. But if you happen to be that one, a mask that you wear could mean the difference in health and misery for another person that you come into contact. Remember, the mask protects more your breath going out and sharing <laughs> and caring, than it does keeping the, the uh, disease from coming in on inhalation. So please, 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 please be a part of the solution. Quit being an additional part of the problem. That's the easy part. Okay, enough of that. And trust me, folks, if you want to argue with me, I can get on both sides of this equation with you. 
it's that's where we're arguing facts, but how about we argue witness? Are we really doing what we need to be doing? Okay, on to the story. The subject I want to cover for the rest of this podcast, and really, honestly, it'll be bleeding over into the next one, is how you can standardize the response of the people at your church to a crisis or an incident. And I mean any incident. Now, I'm not speaking just about your team of security or safety people or however you name them. I'm talking the entire church body. This is this what I'm going to teach over the next two times is something that you can teach your people that is easy to teach, easy to implement, and everybody can do. Now, here's the best part of the subject. The hard part's been done. The hard part of putting a starting plan together has already been accomplished by someone else. So I want you to write this web address down or if you're driving, just remember it or come back and visit it, this podcast again and get it later. I want you to go to this website. It's called iloveyouguys.org. So that's four words. I love you guys, all crammed together, dot org. That will get you to the I Love You Guys Foundation, which was started by Jean Michael and Ellen Keyes years ago after their daughter, Emily, was killed in a very tragic school-based shooting at Platte Canyon High School in Colorado. The date was September 27, 2009, and the story is tragic. The outcome was terrible. But out of the ashes of their daughter's death, John Michael and Ellen began a foundation whose sole purpose was to help bring greater safety to schools during crisis incidents of any kind by developing a standard and standardized response protocol that could then be adapted to any school. And I'm telling you, it can now, because I have now taught this in a number of places, be adapted to business and to churches. This clears the fog and makes it simple. Now, so that you'll know, they made it clear from the beginning that the goal was to supplement any crisis response plans that a school might already have in place, not to replace them. And I'm telling you the same thing. Whatever you already have in place, this is not to say, pull that out and put this in. This is to say, overlay this over this, over whatever your plans are, because it will supplement it tremendously. It will not supplant them or replace them. Now, the story of how this came about is way too long for this podcast. So I'm going to encourage you to go to the I Love You Guys Foundation website and read it for yourself. Now, once again, that's iloveyouguys.org. So as you listen to this, the standard or standardized response protocol or standard response protocol, and, and from here on, I'm just going to call it SRP. That all started at the I Love You Guys Foundation, so you'll know how well it's accepted. It has now found its way into just about every state in the nation as an expected standard for school districts to use within that state. Now, once again, not to replace what they have at the district level, but to say, here is something you can implement that will help. And it has done it time after time after time. We now have over a decade of factual evidence, and it's that good. Texas, if you live in Texas, it, Texas adopted the SRP for all public schools in the state. So you can see how the plan was adopted, if you want to, by going to the Texas School Safety Center website. Their website is top-notch. They have all of these tools there. Now, by the way, it's just going to be easier for you to uh, Google the address, the web address for Texas School Safety Center, than for me to try to spell it all out. You know, it's one of those long governmental type URLs. So the great part about SRP is it can be adapted 
to any organization. Now, that can be a school, it can be a church, or a business. But the even better point, that it's a great way to get everyone in your church on the same page of expectations and response in a crisis. Now, because of time limitations, after all, I did promise when we restarted these to keep podcasts to 20 minutes or less, we will revisit or we will visit several of the elements of SRP on this podcast and finish it up next time. So before we go any further, let's do our mid-program break to discuss our focus service for this podcast. Our focus for this podcast is brought to you by our very own Safe to Worship, and it deals with a single quiz question. It's a quiz question, believe it or not. What is your greatest concern regarding safety or security where you worship? Now, the reason we ask that, we're in the process of building a fact-finding quiz that we will introduce a little bit later that will guide us in building our new online training courses. But it all has to start with this question. So let me ask you, what's your greatest concern regarding safety or security where you worship? We will have that quiz question posted on our Safe to Worship Facebook page by this Friday. So you can drop by and give us your feedback. So we want to hear from you. Your response, along with the dozens and dozens of others we're going to be seeking, will help to make a difference for everyone. It will eventually help design what we bring back to you to be of the greatest benefit to you. So go to our Facebook page, Safe to Worship, on Friday of this week, and just a single word quiz or single question quiz. Give us your feedback. Now, let's get back to our podcast. The standard response protocol has five basic directives built in, and each is designed for simplicity. They are lockout, lockdown, evacuate, shelter, and hold. It's just five words, but those five words can bring clarity and definition of actions for everyone. Each word has very specific actions that are expected, and each has simple instructions with it. So let's take them in order. The first one is lockout. Lockout is the first directive. Now, here's what lockout means. Lockout means something is going on in the area around your place of worship, but not immediately in your house of worship or place of worship. Causes for this can be something as simple as, and this has actually happened, by the way, to a school, um, an animal that looked like it might be rabid wandered onto the grounds, and so they went into a lockout to get all the kids inside till they could call authorities to come take care of the animal. So it could be something like that uh, in or around your church on a whatever time you're um, worshiping. Or it could be something a little more complex, like law enforcement dealing with criminal activity nearby, or um, it could be anything in between those two divergent challenges. Either way, the goal is to get inside lock outside doors. And that would be the way that you would give the order or call the order. You would say, we're in lockout. Get inside, lock outside doors. Now, if you have a PA system, you would repeat that three times over the PA. Here's why. Studies have shown that anytime a PA comes on, people kind of know it's there the first time something is said. If it is the same thing said a second and third time, by the second time, they're beginning to listen and really, it's only the third time that they actually hear the directives. So you might have to repeat it over a paging system if your team has one, or your team members might need to go to each exterior door and simply open the door, grab anybody that's standing immediately outside the business, the building and say, hey, listen, 
we're in lockout. Get inside. We're going to lock the outside doors. They bring them in. They close the door. They make sure it's locked. Now, there are several other actions that staff members and your team members and really your church leadership need to all be working in unison on anytime you go to lockout. One is to make certain that the nursery and children areas have extra protection until the all-clear signal is given. Uh, I mean, let's face it, those are the least able to take care of themselves, so let's just put a little extra cone of protection around them. Another is to take a quick roll of any of the students in student ministry or any of the kids in nursery, just so you will know for certain who is in the building. And finally, if it's logistically possible, it would be good to either get a roll of everyone in the building at the time, or at least get a series of pictures of everyone. That way, if something comes up later, you have a reference point to fall back on. No, John or Jane, they were in the building. Here we can see it. Or we have checked all of the photographs. We don't see that they were in the building. Just a good way to keep some accountability and to help take care of your church. Now, in the meantime, after everything is secured, just increase your situational awareness as a team and then go about business as usual. Go about praising. Go about worshiping. I mean, lockout is intended to provide a safe perimeter while allowing services and activities to still go on inside the building. So there it is. Very simple, isn't it? The first SRP action is lockout. Get inside. Lock outside doors. The second possible SRP action is lockdown. Now, lockdown, we've heard for years and years because everybody talks about lockdown when really they could get away with just doing a lockout and still go about doing business. But a lockdown is more serious because it indicates that the trouble, whatever it is, is now inside the building. Your team is probably responding at this point, but you need everyone else to stay safe and stay out of the way. So you call a lockdown and you say simply lockdown, locks, lights, out of sight. So lockdown is a process that you really want to discuss and put a protocol together among your team, the staff, and the church leadership. Because lockdown needs to be communicated quickly to be most effective. But to be honest with you, most churches don't have the capability to contact every class that may be going on at the time or every um, area that there might be people. So the alternative is for pre-identified people to move quickly to each classroom door or place where there are people and say, they simply open the door, say, lockdown, we're going into lockdown, locks, lights, out of sight. And you make certain everyone in that room has heard it and understands what to do. You move on to the next. Now, you make sure they know what to do, but this is where Having other trained people, like anyone who teaches the class or anyone who might be over that class in that room, they need to make certain that they understand what lockdown means because what they're going to do is they're going to then lead the class in giving directions. Still, it's very simple because there's just a few things you're going to say. Okay, let's make sure the classroom door is locked. Number one, lock the door. Number two, turn out the lights. Number three, move everyone in the room away from any door that has glass in it that would show people in the room. And then number five, simply maintain silence among everyone. And then at that point, you don't open the door until either a church leader or an identified law enforcement officer gives the clearance for you to do so. Now, if you're wondering or maybe have some doubt about the wisdom of the locks, lights, out of sight of lockdown versus just saying, everybody run, get out of the building, run. Let me let you know, I shared your doubts initially when I participated 
in the instructor training for standard response protocol. That is until I found out that there is currently not a single recorded case of either students or people being shot once they are behind a locked door, out of the visual sight of any people walking the halls, and maintaining silence so that they were not identifiable as being in the room. Remember this, the moment a criminal enters your building, if they want to do harm of any kind, they know they are on a clock. That means they know that the people in the building are going to react and that law enforcement will probably be on the way very quickly. So they are on a very tight timetable. That means what they're going to be doing is looking for targets of opportunity. So they don't look for rooms that appear empty. They're looking for people. So your goal with locks, lights, out of sight is to make it appear that there are many empty rooms for that criminal to bypass while they're looking for another victim. So lockdown, locks, lights, out of sight. And I'm going to stop right there for this episode, and we'll cover the other parts of how to standardize your your response using the standard response protocol in the next podcast. So for now, remember the first two, lockout, get everyone inside, lock outside doors. Number two is lockdown, locks, lights, out of sight. And remember to check out the story of the standard response protocol development at iloveyouguys.org. It's quite gripping. So until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and God bless. That wraps it up for this episode of Safe Zone. Take what you learned and help bring a newfound peace of mind to those you worship with by making where you worship a safe place to worship. Do us both a quick favor. Take a moment and hit the subscribe button to our podcast in iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you use. That way you won't miss a single new episode release. Also, feel free to forward this podcast to your friends and associates that are in your sphere of influence that you see on a daily basis. After all, folks, as we always say, We're all in this together, so let's learn together, let's grow together. Drop us a line at info at safetoworship.com. Contact us via our Facebook page, or you can give us a call at 936-205-1727. Until next time, have a great day, have a safe week, and wherever you worship, let's make it a safe place to worship. God bless. Goodbye.